Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones to share another quiet talk with you today. If you're a Christian, and I believe most of my listeners are, you believe that you were created by God. David said, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I think we can all agree with David here. God's creation is fearful and wonderful, too wonderful to have happened by accident. Evidence of meticulous design in something is an obvious indication of purpose. When an architect spends weeks or months drawing up blueprints for a building, it's because he has a specific purpose in mind for that building. He doesn't draw up plans and then tell the builder, this could be an office building, it could be a church, it could be a gas station, that really doesn't matter. That would be ridiculous. If he's designing an office building, that's the purpose he has in mind for the structure. This is all too obvious to even go into. So what purpose did God have in mind when he designed us? It would seem to be an important question. How many people today there are who seem to have no purpose? They live for pleasure or other meaningless pursuits because they don't know why they're here. Well, if you believe as I do that God made us, it stands to reason that he would tell us just what his purpose was, and he has. Listen to these words from Isaiah 43. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. There's nothing more precious than to hear God call us his sons and daughters. To the government, you may be just a number, but to God, you are his child. I certainly know my own children by name, and I know how they are each unique. If I know this about my children, how much more does God know us? So in this passage, he's calling his children home from exile. Who are these children? Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Did you catch that? You know, the purpose thing? Why did God design and make us? For one reason, his glory. He formed us and made us for his glory. Now, that might not mean much uh, to you at the moment, but stick with me and I'm going to show you what this means for you and your life. God made us for his glory. Now, if a person does something for their own glory, it's rather off-putting. Sometimes you'll hear about some very rich person giving a lot of money to some charity. In some cases, they call together the news media and try to see that as many people as possible know about their generosity. In no case does their gift impact their rich lifestyle, but they hope it impacts your opinion of them. They're acting to enhance their glory. 
So why is this not off-putting where God is concerned? Think again of the rich person. He may have worked very hard to earn his money, but lots of people work hard and never get rich. Many people just never encounter the right opportunity. Many people are born in third world countries, and no matter how smart or hardworking they are, they're never going to be rich. None of this applies to God. God is self-existent. Nobody ever gave God an opportunity. God makes everything by the power of his word. He owes nothing to anybody. All that we have is a result of his grace, his goodness to us. He makes the rain to fall so the crops will grow to feed us. As the apostle said, what do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? You and I came into this world naked and helpless. Somebody cared for us and saw to it that we would grow up to the point where we could take care of ourselves, with God's help, that is. But God has never needed anybody's help. He just is as he is, and he has always been as he is and will always be so. In glorifying himself, God's not seeking to massage some great divine ego. He glorifies himself for our benefit. The more God is glorified, the more we know that he has met and will meet all of our needs, all of our material needs like food, water, clothing, shelter, and so forth, and especially all of our spiritual needs, forgiveness of sin, and hope of eternal life. His divine presence is with us at all times, his guidance, his goodness, his love, We could go on and on. When God is glorified, people come to know that he will take care of them, that he can be trusted, that every need is met in God. The prophet said, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In a sense, that's already true. The problem is that Most people are spiritually blind and can't see the glory of God, which is in evidence everywhere. This is where the words from Isaiah come in. Remember, he said that you and I were created for his glory. That's our purpose, to glorify God. Why? Just because of all those people who are blind to the glory of God, which is scattered without measure all over this world. God desires to use you to help somebody in darkness see the light of the glory of God. Through the relationships in your life, God can help open the blinded eyes as you interact with those in your circle. Every Sunday in our church, four passages of Scripture are read, one from the Old Testament, one from the Psalms, one from the New Testament epistles, and one from the Gospels. This past week, three of the four mentioned the opening of the eyes of the blind. Jesus healed blind people more than once in his ministry. He did this not just for the personal benefit of the blind person, but to illustrate the work of the Holy Spirit in the hearts of those who can't see the glory of God. Will you let God use you to open blinded eyes? He wants to. He wants you to be a bright reflection of his glory. 
When I was a boy, I had a little watch with hands that glowed in the dark. When you held the watch up to a bright light and then turned off the lights in the room, the hands and numbers of the watch would shine. I loved having my watch under the covers when the numbers were glowing. Our lives are to be like that. When we're in God's presence, just like the face of Moses when he went up on the mountain, we take on the glow of his glory. Paul wrote these beautiful words to the Philippians. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so then in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. O oh, precious Heavenly Father, God, I pray that our, our lives would glow with the glory of God, that we would spend that time, Lord, in your presence every day so that we might reflect your glory. And then we go out into the world among the people who are blind to the beauty of God and his glory, that that somehow you would open their eyes. You would use us, Lord God, by the Holy Spirit, not according to our own merit or uh, anything of ourselves, Lord, but strictly as we reflect the glory of God by your grace. And I pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, as I share with you every week, some friends of mine and I are seeking in the Capital District of New York, specifically right now in Schenectady, but we're trying to reach people in this area. We are seeking to shine as lights in this world. This is a dark world, especially the place we live here is very dark spiritually. People need Jesus. People need to see the Lord in his glory. So would you pray for us, those of us at the Bread of Life Anglican Church? We meet Sundays at 10 o'clock at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. If you're in that area and if you don't have a church home, uh, we would love to invite you to meet with us. We'd love to meet you and be a blessing to you. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.